0: God's spirit is so awesome, isn't he? I'm going to say that again because it appeared to be mine somewhere else at the moment. The spirit of the Lord in this place is something else, isn't he? I'm listening up here, and I'm not a singer, and I'm about to take the mic from Shelly and go solo because God is so awesome. He is so wonderful and so beautiful and kind. Clinton, I think some of the ladies in here are cold. Won't you just bump that down a little bit? It's the fan. Oh, it's the fan? Just turn off the fan then. But uh, I want to share with you something so amazing. When we get ready to go into Acts 20 here, Luke is going to give us various ministries that Paul go and do among heathens. But one of the things that the the Lord wanted me to really emphasize to you today, as we get ready to go in the Word of God, is that the working of the Holy Spirit, no matter where Paul was and what he was doing, God's Spirit was at work. And we need to also understand that Paul and anyone who was naming the name of Jesus was being opposed by other spirits it's a constant battle day in and day out and yet if we just pay attention very very closely to Scripture we will see the Spirit of God at work even though he's not mentioned much in the book of Acts as we think he should be yet he's working powerfully and how is it working? You're going to see some incredible stuff today And that is He is the witness of Jesus Christ Amen. Because Paul Cannot do it by himself Amen. And when he's facing these hostile crowds When they're confronting him Even his own bloodline The Jews The Holy Ghost kept that brother's feet planted yeah, Hello! Oh, somebody heard? Did I hear a voice back there say it, "Amen"? <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn I heard a voice from back there. <laughs> okay, that's why I turned around. Amen. Okay, <laughs> because God is on the throne. Jesus Christ is on the throne, and the Holy Spirit is down here.
1: That's right. Amen. Yes.
0: And no matter what you and I are facing today The Holy Ghost of the living God Is here with you And not only with you but in you So that you can face anything The enemy is throwing at you And here's the thing that you gotta know That he's not talking in you He's talking to Jesus in you
1: That's right
0: He can give a hoot about you Without the spirit of God You and I are nothing Oh you better hear that without the spirit of God in us we are nothing and let me tell you the Holy Spirit is the one who connects us to heaven and he's the one that give us power when we say Jesus that power comes directly from the throne of Jesus to you and every time you say it those demons that face you do this Are you hearing me, somebody? It's power in the name of Jesus, and it's power in this place today. Come on, somebody. It's power here, the power of the living God. God wants his children to know that, that what you've been going through, the Holy Ghost has been right there with you all along. You have not been alone. Amen. And that's what the Lord showed me about this message. And I'm going, Lord God, where is the Holy Spirit? He says, he's been there all alone." And every now and then, you're going to see, he'll allow you to get your hands slapped. That's right. So that you'll know it's not you that's going through it by yourself. You know that it's Him who's going through with you. Amen. Amen. Amen? And this is powerful. Now look at the Lord. This is a hard sermon to preach. Acts chapter 20. He said, don't you worry about it, son. It's not yours, but mine. Right. Amen? Amen. Right. <laughs> so, every head bow. Every head bow. Father, we thank you so much. For Jesus and Holy Spirit you came here not only to make us look good as we'd like to think but you came here to elevate to exalt and to magnify Jesus that's why you're here Jesus told those those disciples on the night in which he was betrayed he said when the spirit of truth has come when the comforter has come he will testify of me And Lord, the Holy Spirit is doing that. He did it then, and he's doing it now. So everywhere your children go, it's not us talking, but it's the Spirit of God in us that's talking. And we don't have to be afraid anymore, because greater is he who lives in us than he that is in the world. And so Lord we thank you now As your spirit has already fallen upon this place Father Have your way in our midst As you Lord Jesus give your word As you had told us That all that is yours That the Father has given it to you And you give it to the spirit And the spirit declares it to us And so Lord we're waiting As the Holy Spirit get ready to declare The wonderful things of God To us In Jesus name we pray Amen. 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 And and we close out chapter 19 as as Paul, can you imagine, he went there and there was only 12 people, only 12 disciples who only knew of John's baptism. And Paul said, have you even heard of the Holy Ghost? They go, What's that? <laughs> and they said, By whom baptism was you baptized, or whose name were you baptized in? And they said, In the John's baptism, which John preached the, you know, baptism for the remission of sin. In other words, repent, repent of your sin. But John just entailed them to repent. He said, But yet prepare your hearts, because there's one coming after me, that's greater than me amen, and and those 12 men, they believed that gospel, and Paul said, oh boy, but it's one greater than that, and then he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he took those men out, and he baptized them in the name of Jesus, and immediately that he baptized them in the name of Jesus, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, And at that very moment, the scripture said, and they began to speak in tongues and began to prophesy. And you know what? It turned Ephesus upside down. Are you hearing me? Paul spent his most times preaching in the city of Ephesus. Two years he remained there. Two years. He went to his own people. They rejected him. The Jews rejected him. He had to go next door to a man's house where he had a school. Okay? And out of that school, Paul taught and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jews and Gentiles were saved. But remember, he wasn't allowed in the synagogue preaching Jesus as the Messiah. The Jews put him out. And they wanted Paul to keep all the customary traditions of the fathers. The tradition of men. I'm going to tell you about the tradition of men. Look up there. That's the tradition of men. That's the doctrine of men. Right there. That's why you don't hear me preaching men's names from the pulpit. Here's the doctrine of Jesus Christ right here. It's called the Bible. From Genesis, the revelation, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. This truth will set you free, not that truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so things, Paul is on the move. He is on the move, people. He's not sitting still. And neither should who? Us. Neither should us. We should be prepared to do whatever the Spirit is leading us to do. And let me tell you, y'all are growing. I'm looking around and I don't see people who's the same six months ago. Amen. I see the Holy Ghost having grown this congregation, not just in numbers, but I'm talking about in spiritual knowledge and wisdom and understanding of God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I see a spiritual growth. Amen. Now, you know what comes with growth? Amen. Go ahead and give Jesus some glory. You know what comes with spiritual growth? Battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Battles come with spiritual growth. And you think your loved ones are the ones making you angry? Uh-uh, you better back up and look again. My wife often say the devil is a liar. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she know the battle is not flesh and blood.
1: <laughs>
0: the battle is with them. Amen.
1: Yes, sir.
0: And you need to know this. We'll start as our introductory in Acts chapter 20 and we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. Amen. Amen. So, Paul is going, uh, Luke is getting ready to tell us after all the fighting stopped. Because let me tell you, for Ephesus was in an uproar. In chapter 19, there was riots going on in the streets. People were getting whipped. People were getting battered. People were getting hurt, deacon. Because of the work of the Holy Ghost in Ephesus. It's amazing how you think your house is strong and God will turn it against itself. Okay? (laughs) Then see how strong you are. And they got so bold and bad start hollering, how great is who, Diana of the Ephesians? Oh, yeah they he seen nothing yet to have that. Till they see the Holy Ghost on the move. And when he moves, all them demons get out the way. Amen? Amen? And people are set free. And God said, Come on. This is mine. This one's mine. That one's mine. No, no, no. You stay over there. That one's mine. That one's mine. You understand how the Holy Ghost works? And he brings them to Jesus, and Jesus' arms is forever like this. Jesus' arms are forever like this. As the Holy Ghost brings them in, he say, you come with me. He say, and you come with me, and you come with me, and you bald head man, come with me. Okay? And he just picks him and picks him and picks him and picks him out of the devil's kingdom and nothing the devil can do about it. Nothing. And Jesus said, my arms are always wide open, and they're so big they never get tired. Right. You don't believe me? Read in John chapter 10 where he talks about, he said, who's able to pluck them out of my hands? Mm. And then he goes on to say, and who's able to pluck them out of my father's hand? For my father is greater than what? Uh, than all.
1: That's right.
0: In other words, when you come to Jesus, can't no devil in hell snatch him out. Now, you can get sass all you want to and say, oh, I don't want to sit in these arms anymore and jump out. Okay, that's on you hello
1: <laughs>
0: if you know Jesus I know you'll keep your butt still and hold on tight because the ride is sometimes going to get rocky That's right. amen. Amen. amen and who that preached those, that, that, those doctrine that come to Jesus and, and it's like a bed of roses and everything will be alright <sighs> I beg to differ come to Jesus and put on the fighting gloves right. amen yeah, Come to Jesus and pick up the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and plant your feet with the armor of God on and let's do battle. Amen. And you know what? When Jesus chooses you, he already seen your character. So he don't care about your character. He rebuilds it. <laughs> Amen? Amen. And he doesn't care about your muscles. He rebuilds you. And he prepares you as a warrior. There are no cowards in the army of Christ. Come on. Are oh, you hearing me? You can't say, but well, Jesus, I'm scared. I can't go over there. Uh-uh. There are no cowards in this army. Amen. Because you know what? Because greatest he that's in you. Who's the greatest warrior on earth? The Holy Ghost. Oh, y'all missed it. Who is the greatest warrior on earth? The Holy Ghost is, and he lives in you and me. And you think he's a coward? He goes, go, come on here, girl, let's go. He go, I'm not gone. Look, look, look at her screaming. No, yes, get up and go. It's time to fight in Jesus' name. And you know what? The devil see you coming, and after a while he said, I thought she was a chump. I thought she was a pushover. Because she got power in the name of who? Yes.
1: yes.
0: They said, Well, you better get out of her way. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are y'all understanding this? Yeah. Yeah. This man had great odds against him. But yet he was the most powerful man in Ephesus. Why? Because the spirit of the living God in him. Amen. And so let me I got you all got to get this. And then we're we'll going into the text. When you walk into a room, especially unfamiliar territory, you know that there's demonic activity there. When you walk in, the atmosphere changes in your favor. Do you know why? Do you know why? Come on, somebody say it. Do you know why? because of the Holy Ghost in you can't no demon in hell conquer the spirit of the living God I don't care if you're 14, 15 17, 10, 35 100 uh, 60 <laughs> whatever age you are with the spirit of the living God in you the odds are against them and not you that's right amen And so Paul, that's why that brother wasn't scared and we're gonna see it here in a moment because the spirit of the living God is in him. Well, I'm scared my boss going to fire me if I share Jesus. <laughs> Do you understand who's standing up there talking? It is not you talking, but the spirit of God in you that's talking. Bump your balls. Amen. That's right. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Last time them. I checked without the spirit of God, your boss can't breathe. That's right. <laughs> are you hearing this? So God's people, stop being cowards and stop being the warriors that Jesus has made you to be. And stop start, and start being quiet and start making some noise. And stop being followers and start being leaders. Right. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Stop being followers. Stop. stop. Stop being leaders. <laughs> That's right, baby. Somebody hearing the message. So in Acts chapter 20, the Lord said to us through Luke's writing, after the uproar had ceased, after the rides had stopped, Paul called the disciples to himself, embraced them, and departed to go to Macedonia. Just because you get in hot water don't mean you stop the ministry. Just because people throw rocks at you don't mean you stop ministry. Just because people talk about you don't mean you stop ministry. Okay? And pardon the expression, just even if they beat the crap out of you, you don't stop ministry.
1: All
0: right. Hit the hand. Okay? Pardon the language, kids. Pastor, clean it up. But understand, you don't give in.
1: That's right.
0: So, now when he had gone over that region and encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece and stayed three months. How long? Three months. Can a lot of folks get saved in three months? Yeah. You betcha. Can the Holy Ghost do a lot of work in three months? Yeah. You betcha. Yes. And when the Jews plotted against him, uh oh, his own fellow bloodline plotted against him. What happened? As he was about to sell the Syria, he decided to return to Macedonia. And Sardipur, a Bera, accompanied him to Asia. Also, Aristarchus and and of the Thessalonians, and Gaius of Derby, and Timothy, and Tychicus and Trompomus of Asia. These men going ahead waited for us at Troas. Now, let me tell you something. Something amazing. Teenagers need to hear this part. Because in Troas, something happened to young people. Uh Uh-oh. And y'all don't think God care about young people. Mm -hmm. Slap the hand again. Okay, now watch this. Now, that ain't in the sermon, everybody. It doesn't say in the Bible, slap my hand. (laughs) All right? So, they stayed there how many days? They say, but we sailed away from Philippi. Excuse me, they went on to Philippi and after the days of unleavened bread, and in, the, in five days joined them at Troyes and they stayed there seven days. This brother is on the move, isn't he? Mm-hmm. What do you think is happening, Chrissy, while this man is on the move? What do you think is happening, Crystal? What do you think go, is going on in the spirit world everywhere this man goes? People get saved. Say it again. People get saved. People are getting saved and demons are being cast out of people. And young people are coming to their senses. Because the Holy Ghost is at work in young people. Who do you think Timothy is? Not much older than Maurice Nelson. And already a powerful man of God. And the demons hate him. Yes, Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. Because this young Timothy carries a big stick and it's called the word of God.
1: God rocks.
0: You go, baby. That's right. God does rock. (laughs) Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together, now they're back in Troas. It's amazing how Paul is just looping out and round and about, right? He's back in Troas to break bread Paul ready to depart the next day spoke to them and continued his message until midnight hey 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 hey, hey everybody look up here for a minute y'all get tired and sleepy because I'm preaching for an hour maybe an hour and ten minutes and y'all want to go to sleep what time did it say that brother preached to midnight. say again midnight. don't go home <laughs> we're in for the long haul amen amen, amen. So until midnight, there were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a window sat a certain young man. Man, I tell you, young people with their Zora, y'all come to church, it's boring here. And guess what? They didn't have Mr. David playing the guitar. They didn't have you on the drum. They didn't have Miss Vicka on the piano. They didn't have Shirley squeaking in the mic. Okay? They didn't have any of that modern stuff. It was just Paul and the Holy Ghost talking. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what And them young people sat there night like they had some sense in church
1: the devil's a man
0: amen and so young people are in attendance in this church service and it's midnight and they're not up playing game Boy because they didn't exist the butts were in church that's y'all hearing me young people you were in church Don't let the world fool you. You got to have all these gadgets and things and you got to be entertained with all this stuff in church. No, you sit and listen to the word of God. Now, there's a consequence coming up in this. What happens, young people, when you stop paying attention and say, it's boring here. You know what happened when young people get bored in church or even older people, not just young people, older people. Do you know what happened? Tell them, Deacon. They fall, asleep. they fall asleep. And when you fall asleep because the word is bored to you, things can happen to you mm-hmm. while you're sleeping in church. Let's take a look. So, and in the windows saw a certain young man named Eustachus who was sinking into a deep sleep He was overcome by sleep. That means, Junior, he could not keep his eyes open. Mm -hmm. He may have been like Emma, partying all night and then decided to come to church. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) So he was overcome by sleep, and as what? And as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from what? How many stories? Not just above us, but on above that. And he came what? Tumbling down. Backwards out the window. You know what? I don't think God did it. I think the enemy slapped him side of the head and knocked him out that window. That's just Sammy. Okay? Either case, the man crashed from three stories up. Because because he could not stay awake. And what happened? He fell down from the third story and was taken up. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. You didn't come to church to die. Hello. Hello. You, came you did not come to church to die. You came to live by hearing the living word of God. Amen. So when you think that your beauty rest is more important than the word of God, sometimes you can end up hurting yourself. In this case, it costs a young man his life. Sometimes God wants us to pay attention in church. Because our lives depend on the message that God is sending us. But, however, the man of God, being who he is in the spirit of God, and the spirit of Christ, does something so amazing. I imagine he continued to preach as he was walking down the steps. Okay? So it tells you and I in verse 10, but Paul went down, fell on him, and people, you can read about that over in 2 Kings when Elijah, when a young man <laughs> was dead. Elijah went and climbed and laid his body upon the dead boy's body. And that's what this is in reference. You can go back to the Old Testament and read it. And laid up on him. How many times? I believe it was three times he laid on him. And the spirit, and his spirit did what? Went back in him. Okay? So, Paul did what? Paul went down, fell on him and embracing him said, do not trouble yourselves for his life is what? In him. Because the spirit of Christ is in Paul, revived the man. Told his spirit, come back, you're not going anywhere yet. Come on back here and get back in him. Amen? Amen. So young people, old people, I don't know what kind of people you are. Stay awake in church. Right. Amen. 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 So Paul told them, do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Can you imagine at this time a bunch of them are like coughing, they're out there crying like little babies. Woo-hoo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Tauticus is dead. And Paul said, don't trouble yourself. He's not dead. He's alive. Amen. And that's what some of you all got to do. You got to go and speak life back in the dead, people. All right. Because if the enemy could keep you looking at death, he got you defeated. You can't live with a dead man mentality. Are you hearing me? And a dead man mentality to say, give up. It's over. It's finished. When God said, get up. And that song said, let your heart beat what? Again. And then when the kids sing, let your heart beat again. Get up and get that heartbeat going for Jesus. Oh. Don't give in to the devil's assault and say, devil, you're a liar. Ain't nobody dying here today. We are all alive. Amen. Amen. And so Paul told him don't no trouble themselves. Now when they had come up, he had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even until daybreak. Okay, y'all ready for me to preach till tomorrow morning? I don't think I'm ready to preach till tomorrow morning. Hey, man! And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not little comforted. Ephesians chapter two, please. Ephesians chapter two. I can only imagine what the response was of those people attending that service. Can you only imagine what went through these people's heart when the Lord revived that young man in their midst, Blake? You watched the man die. And then you watch him live again. I wonder what that would do for your faith. If God allows something like that to happen in your presence, how would you treat the Lord Jesus Christ? Remember, some people were talking some stuff and Lord Jesus shortly before he was betrayed. He mentioned who God is and he quoted a passage from Exodus chapter three. When God was talking to Moses at the burning bush, when Moses said, who do I go and tell the children of Israel? That sent me, you know, as God was leading into this, uh, uh, identifying himself, he said, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Lord Jesus quoted that. He said, showing that God is not the God of the dead, but the, the what? The living. Meaning that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were not dead. They were alive. Their bodies may have been dead, but they were are alive Amen Amen. Amen. In spirit. Amen Folks I watched the Holy Ghost make y'all alive this morning in worship service and praise y'all came alive in here and I sat right there and the spirit spoke to me the leaders are the ones that get the people going and I got my bald head self up and began to praise God Amen. if we're not leading from the front get out the way
1: <laughs>
0: Gotta get somebody else. So if the preacher's not praising and the deacon's not praising, and all the other leaders in here are not praising God, get out the way and let the children do it.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: They'll do it. it <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2. One of the things you'll see back in chapter 20 of Acts that when Paul meets with the Ephesian elders. One of the things, he's getting ready to tell them goodbye, his farewell addressed to them. And they had no idea that he would write this letter to them later. I want you all to understand something. Of all the churches that, that this man has been allowed to go and set up for the Lord Jesus Christ, this was the most vibrant one. The letter that Paul wrote to the, to the church in Ephesus was not a letter because people had gotten in trouble It was a letter to further encourage them in their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a letter to let them know who they are in Christ. And it was a letter to let both Jews and Gentile Christians know you're no longer separated by ethnicity. You're now one in Christ Jesus. Okay, All Black Lives Matter got that one. If you belong to Jesus, all lives matter. Amen. Okay, because yeah, uh, uh, this just tells us that God took the Jews and the Gentiles by the way of Jesus and made them one. No separation because ethnic group. And I say enough on that. Let's move on. So he's writing, and in his farewell address back in in, in Acts chapter twenty. He talks about one word that's powerful that this whole book is written on, and it's grace. Are you hearing me? He's getting ready to describe to you and me what grace is all about. Where are you right now? And where were you before Jesus saved you? And what brought you to Jesus? The grace of God did. Amen. When Jesus came, John wrote in chapter 1 that Moses came with the law, but Jesus came with truth and grace. Amen. Why? Because God's word is true, and without the favor of God, you can't get saved. All right. Amen. So people go, oh, when I'm getting through drinking and partying, then i come to Jesus. If the favor of God is not on you, you're not going anywhere. You're going to bust hell wide open. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mommy,
1: I can share.
0: The night in which the shepherds received the message from God by the angel, at the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know in their anthem and the song that they were singing, Miss Vicky, you're a song singer, you're a music player. In that song that the angel was singing, they said, "Peace on earth and goodwill." Say it again, Amen. to man. But did you know you forgot the rest of the story? The rest of the translation says, "And to whom God favors." I don't know why the translators didn't put it there. Whom God favors. otherwise other words, whom God gives grace to. Amen. Peace on earth and goodwill towards whom God gives his favor to or his grace. You can't have God goodness and you can't have God peace unless God favors you.
1: Amen.
0: And it's not because you look cute. And <laughs> put a little makeup on. <laughs> okay? You think mean. A, a, a mean guitar. Is because God said, I want you. And I want you for the kingdom of my son, Jesus. Let's take a look. And he, him, <clears throat> and, and you, he made a what? Alive. Why did he tell the, 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 the Ephesians this? And you, he made alive. Because before the man of God went there, and the spirit of God in him preached the living gospel to them, they were walking dead people. And every unsaved people out there are walking dead people. They are spiritually dead but fleshly alive. That's why they live to gratify the flesh. And that's why when Jesus came, he brought life everlasting with him. Because people need to come from dead tombs to the living temple of God. Amen? Joy Amen? Amen. says, who were dead and trespassers and sin." Nowadays there are churches out there that don't want to preach about trespasses and sin. Let me tell you the Bible says for all have sinned and fallen uh oh, y'all know it. Ooh, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Because you know what that means? That means at that point before Jesus gave you God's favor, you were separated from God. And you was on the losing side of eternity. You was on the hot side of eternity, by the way. Amen? Amen? And so, look at here. In verse 2, it says, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. What is the course of this world? Paul telling in Ephesians, you know how you used to live? That's the course of this world. But what does that mean? If it feels good, do it. That's the course of this world. If two women want want to marry, do it. That's the course of this world. If two men want to marry, do it. That's the course of this world. And if you don't want to salute your flag or do anything else that's good, it's the course of the world. Do it, okay? Want to shake your fist at God? I wouldn't advise it. But the course of the world say, do it. Amen. Amen. And so Paul said, "This is what you used to be, Mister, Mrs. Ephesians, but, but look at it." It says, according to the prince of the power of who? Of the air. Uh-oh. Now, Paul, why did you have to go there? He said, because you need to know you was under demonic control. Prince of the power of the air, Satan himself. All right. Meaning you were living for the devil and not for God. What? I hear Ms. Nelson tell her kids all the time, stop living for the devil. Yes? Uh-oh, y'all got quiet in here on that one.
1: <laughs>
0: well, what's the matter? Some of y'all still playing in the devil playground? You better get your butts off of there. Amen? And so, you was on a different influence. You remember we talked about the spirit in you? He wasn't there before. He was not there before. And he's giving the Ephesians a history lesson, a quick history lesson. Before Paul got the Ephesus, they were dead people. Mm-hmm. Belonging to another god. He's called a prince of the power of the air, and his name is Lucifer, Satan, the old red dragon, the devil, whatever name you want to call him, Beelzebub, all the other names. That's who you served. <coughs> but now, watch where he goes. He's going to change his language towards him. He says, before he changes language, he tell him this last thing, dear brother. He's going to say, the spirit who now works in, in sons of disobedience. Okay? You want to know why certain loved ones or friends or strangers or colleagues at work act different than you act? Because they got a different spirit living in them. Do you see that? They have a different spirit than you. You have the spirit of Christ living in you, and they don't. And you wonder why they don't look like you, and act like you, and breathe like you? They can't. They have a different spirit than you. They have the spirit of the antichrist in them. We go, whoa! The antichrist hasn't even come yet. Well, I, you know what? Let me encourage you to go and read First John chapter four. Okay, he does talk. Am I right? brother? he does talk about the antichrist in there, does he not? He said all those who don't have the spirit of Christ in them uh, all those who are against Christ are what? The Antichrist. He said well, Antichrists are already in the world. You want to know what's going on in Washington? One word. Antichrist. That's what's going on in Washington. Antichrist. In every other city in these United States and around the world that don't claim Jesus as the Lord and Savior. I do know one county in this state claims Jesus and it's Gilchrist County. Gilchrist County Commissioner said, in this county we pray. In this county we're led by God. In this county we believe in Lord Jesus. And if you don't like it, dare the road. Amen. That's Gilchrist County. And y'all wonder why that little town is prospering right now. Because their eyes are fixed on Jesus. to well, County? Mm, they have gay parades and everything else here. Yes, they do. That's why I stopped my boys from going to the University of Florida Homecoming Parade. I said, you would never go to another one. Not under my watch. They ain't having my boys out there watching me and shake their butts like women. <laughs> Hello.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: And you know I'm telling the truth, ain't I, Junior? and so the Bible said blessed is the nation who the Lord is their God a lot to of had chosen another God for his God amen. not the one God we serve and not certainly not his son Jesus Christ because Jesus says come out of there amen, amen. amen. and be separated alright moving along so he tells us some other stuff among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. Look at me. For all those out there like to be holier than thou, Paul just said, uh uh-uh. uh. No, 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 no. We all lived like this before coming to Jesus. What does he just tell those Ephesians? Don't forget the mercy of God when you're talking with unbelievers. Okay? you remember that you once walked like this. And the word walk means what? You lived like this. So don't go picking on other people because they're living that way. Yes, we call out their sins, but do we condemn them? No. Do we stop loving them? No. Do we stop praying for them? No. Even going and putting our arms around them. Hello. I make sure I know one young man over there His lifestyle is not conducive to the word of God. But every time I see him, and you know him too, I make sure I give him a big old hug. Let him feel the Holy Ghost in me. Amen. Because you want to love people to Christ, not beat them across the head with the word of God and run them away. Amen. So he said, we conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. I do believe that's probably why God sent the flood. If you don't believe me, go to Genesis chapter 6. It said whatever man's imagination was, he did it. The wickedness of his imagination, it says in Genesis 6, and it made God sick it hurt God to his core when he looked down upon the earth and seen the wickedness of men and God said it repented me that I have made man upon the face of the earth Genesis chapter 6 verse 6 is the saddest verse in the Bible and what it is and God said it repented me that I have made man but goodness this thing was bad then what about now only by Jesus the Father is not saying that again. Mm-hmm. Are y'all hearing me? Only by Jesus the Father is not saying that again. Instead of sending a universal wrath upon us while we're here on the earth, because don't you know some of those people will still stand in judgment? Even though they died in the flood, they will still stand in judgment. Uh-huh. And today, God has not changed his mind. He is still holy, and he still requires men to come out of sin. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, still requires sinners to stop sinning and come to him. He has not changed. The message of the cross has not changed. Amen. Amen. It is still the same. The blood of Jesus is still saving sinners. And by the way, young people, when you turn over to Paul's first letter to this young man named Timothy, about y'all age back there, maybe a little bit older, he says to him, he said, and this is a known fact, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Wow, y'all thought y'all were getting through Ephesians 2 today, didn't you? We do have the midnight, by the way. (laughs) And so, look at this. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature. What does that mean? By birth. By birth. That means when your mama popped you out, Paul said, by birth, you was on your way to hell. Because you came into this world against God and you didn't even know it. By nature, you came here with a sin nature rebelling against God. If you don't believe me, look at Max. He'll slap you upside the head and he ain't but three years old. Who taught him to do that? Nobody. I didn't teach him to slap people. When your daughter don't get what she want, how old is she? Almost soon, almost soon. When she don't get what she wants, she fall out, don't she? And you have to get her. Say, so you better get yourself up off that floor. <laughs> Who taught her that? <laughs> and why is not the baby don't go to the bottle just months over <laughs> You go, you better shut up the noise. And the baby look at you like, huh? <laughs> Who taught the baby to be like that? Nobody.
1: Nobody. <laughs> the
0: adamant nature that came with her into the world. That's what Paul is saying. When Adam and Eve sinned, the very nature of man came a uh, change. So when man was birthed, he was birthed as a sinner. He didn't. He was not birthed to love God because his nature would change. He was cursed with sin. That's what he's saying. Look up the word nature and find out what its very elementary meaning is. It means raw instinct, basic instinct. What is that? Animal-like instance. Mm-hmm. I want it, and I want it now, and I do anything to get it, and you can't stop me. So that nature has to be changed. So, good brother, why do you think Jesus said, you must be born
1: Again.
0: Hello, you must be what? Born what?
1: Again.
0: Why? Because your nature is what? Bad. You know, oh yeah, you just, ooh, we were just thinking the same thing. I was thinking about that song, Bad to the Bone. You are. Amen? Amen? Am I the only one hot in here? they are going to let it get hot in here. I know it's the word of God coming forth. And so you see, so by nature, children of wrath, just as others. Okay? So he's reminding Ephesians, look. God has done a work in you by Jesus. He's done a work in you. And your life is not the same because of Jesus. Why is your life with, is not the same? Well, one word. This one thing by God changed you. This one thing by God brought you to his son, Jesus. And it made all the difference in the world in your life. What was that one thing? But God, who's rich in mercy, what does that mean? Compassion, right? Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, what does that mean? That means you're not saved. Made us alive together with who? Christ. By grace you have been what? There it is. I know a woman here, I know you're a little tired. I get tired too, babies, I'm getting ready to cut off in a few minutes. But look look, look at me. If God didn't favor you, if God didn't favor me, could none of us be saved? Jesus Christ cannot save you if the Father don't give you to him. Are you hearing me? Your names will not be written in the Lamb's book of life if God himself didn't say, Holy Spirit, go get Chrissy. (laughs) Are you hearing me? God deliberately targeted you. He deliberately picked you out, not because you think you're cute, not not because you think you're smart. Or not because you got all this charisma that you make the world go around you. He called you because he loved you. That's right. Period. Period. And there's nothing you can do to earn it. I don't care how much you think how good you are. Hello. You can't work hard enough to cause God to give you to his son. It's just not going to happen. So you're saved by grace and raise us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But the devil don't like that one. Because that tells me, Mr. Dave, you and I we're sitting right in heaven with Jesus in the Spirit right now. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, Paul tells you and I that our lives are hidden with God. I'm hidden with Christ where? In God. Amen. Amen. And the devil don't want you there. Because when you are in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, he cannot touch you. He can't take you out of the Father's hand. You are absolutely secured in Jesus as long as you remain there. Now, why did Jesus say in John chapter 15? He said, abide in me and I will abide in you. He said, if My word abide in you and you abide in me, then you will go and produce fruit and fruit that shall remain. I mean your life will become productive for the Lord Jesus Christ. Him and him alone. Pretty good stuff, isn't it? And you know what, Mr. David? You didn't have to give a down payment. <laughs> Amen. Amen? You didn't have to pay not one copper penny for it. Mm-hmm. It is the gift of God. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mm-hmm. For the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
1: Lord. It
0: was all paid for in our it, yeah, and it all ties back to what? John what? 3 what? 16. Oh, you own it, girl. For God so loved the world that he did what? Gave. gave what? Gave? Gave is only one? Yes, you betcha. Yes, that word gave it's just like giving a gift. The word there, I believe the Greek word there is dynamite. It's like giving somebody a gift. Okay? You don't have to pay for gifts, do you? That's why sometimes I hear, oh Lord, let me quit. I'm getting ready to say something. I'm getting to get sassy. I better shut my mouth. I better stick to the text
1: thank you brother
0: cause that's why the Holy Ghost have me here isn't he listen the word of God here so we're sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus yes Yes. that means you are somebody I want you to hold up your, your imaginary mirror right now and do this I know that I'm somebody in Christ Jesus because God didn't make any junk <laughs> amen amen Some of y'all need to look in that mirror again and reassure yourself that you are somebody in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. God did not birth in a junk.
1: That's right.
0: We're about to close out here. So it goes on to tell you again that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? As eternity rose upon us, as time elapses, everybody know you belong to Jesus. That's right. Because God haven't destroyed you. Hello. And your names have not been erased from the Lamb's book of life. So the angels of God automatically have an assignment to protect you in the spirit world automatically and the spirit of God lives in you and he has sued you for the day of redemption so when Jesus returned he sees the spirit of his father in you and he said that one's mine that one's mine that one's mine and he says to his angels go get my babies and how does the angel know you belong to Jesus because of the spirit of God in you amen amen (laughs) So when he sees your spirit, he said, that's my daughter. And you said, Father, I've been waiting so long. He said, I know, child, I'm here now. Uh, you ain't going to say anything. Amen. But listen, as we get ready to close out, to Preacher, you finished early today. Sometime I got to shut up when the spirit is still talking. Amen. Y'all don't need to be agreeing with me. look look right here so verse 8 why do he repeat what he had already said in a previous verse in verse 5 he says this to you Clinton by the way this is a deacon so he's supposed to know this stuff if he doesn't he's going to amen junior and you too Amen? L- look at this. And you too, brother. Daddy. For by what? Grace. By favor. Daddy, daddy. In other words, God unmerited favor. You cannot earn it. By grace, you have been save. saved. Hello, you have been what? Save. Save. What's another word for saved? We talked about this not long ago, folks.
1: Yes.
0: Say it again. Rescue. You have been rescued from the wrath of God.
1: Amen.
0: Yes. Amen. Yes. By grace, by God's favor, you have been rescued. But rescued by who? By Jesus. Jesus himself went to the cross and rescued Emily. He said, you're not going to the lake of fire. And he said it to the entire human race. He said, all of you, you're not going if you believe in me. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Maurice Nelson, I don't care how cute you think you are, if you believe in me, you're not going to the lake of fire. (laughs) Amen. I just got some energy. Midnight.
1: Midnight.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen to you. He just rewrote the clock. <laughs> all right. To God be the glory. So for we are his. Excuse me. Let me go back to verse eight. So for by grace, you have been saved through what? Okay. Anybody? I want you all to look behind Chrissy over there and you see that that's called conduit. Y'all see that pipe on the wall? Yeah. Do you know what's running through that pipe? Electric wire. And you know what the electric wire does? It's carrying what? Electricity. Electricity. Okay? That's what the word through means. The Greek word there is dia. That means a passageway is going through there. And that's what grace does by your faith. Your faith is the conduit because you have to believe that God is and if, in, in Hebrews chapter one. OK, you have to believe that God is in verse six. He says you have to believe that God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. OK, so your faith is that conduit in which God's grace flows through. Okay? When you believe, that's why Jesus said believe. The Greek word there is pistis. Believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul told the Philippian jailer. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shall be saved and all of what? Your house. That was our son's first Bible verse, wasn't it? In Oldington Christian School. His first Bible verse. He came home and he was, Michael, he was a little fellow. He was saying it with boldness. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. They're going, you go, boy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Craziness. And so Paul says, it's through faith that we have been saved, and that is not of yourselves, Brandy Smith. I don't care how good you think you are, Brandon Smith cannot save Brandon Smith. Hello. No. Hello? No. Amen. Hello. David Bakes cannot save David Bakes. Amen. Hello? Are you hearing me back there? Arve, what's that boy's last name? Chancellor. Chancellor. Huh? Chancellor. Uh, he ain't a chancellor. He's a boy.
1: chancellor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you cannot save yourself why mm, excuse me Paul tells us in the latter part of verse 8 it is a what it is a gift of God that Jesus rescued us and how did you get the gift by God's grace Amen. that's how you got the gift Miss Vicky. by God's grace and God's grace alone Okay? And we're stopping at verse 10. Not a works lest anyone should boast. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Some people are so caught up on themselves that they stink. They love themselves so much that they going to leave room for nobody else to love them. Maurice Nelson. They, Maurice is our son, so I can pick on him as an example. But 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 that boy do love himself. I'm telling you, he get in the mirror, and you have to pull him out of it. And, and so, the Lord here saying, I don't care how good you are, you can't save yourself. Why did God not allow you to have to work for your salvation? So, you won't go around bragging. Look what I done. I'm going to heaven. Yeah, baby, I work. I got there. I made it. Uh uh-uh. uh. No human can do that. This is all the work of God Himself. Amen? Because some of you, if you still had to depend on your little lazy cells, you'd still be laying in the gutter. Still laying in that midnight puke from the drinking and all the other stuff he used to do and I used to do amen yeah. but Jesus said uh uh-uh, uh I cleaned you up and God said and I brought you to him all right. amen, amen? Yes. and the Holy Ghost said I made sure you got
1: there
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> huh hello did that make you laugh he made sure you got there cause he said come on daughter Shana, come go with me. But where we going? To the greatest place there is. But where is that? In the arms of Jesus. Woo! She go, Jesus! (laughs) Made her husband jealous. I'm in love with a man. What? Oh, darling, don't be jealous. Why? You just told me you're in love with someone else. Yeah, but his name is Jesus. Oh, that's okay. That's an exception to him. You can love him. Okay? He's your creator. He's the one who hung on the cross and died for you. Amen? All right. That's the only legal time you can go outside the marriage. Amen? When you come to Jesus. Amen? Amen. <laughs> All right. Little Sammy Nelson humor. I'm sorry. All right. The last verse. For we are his workmanship. Don't you ever let anybody tell you you're not going to heaven. And don't you never let anybody tell you that you're not good. Because it's not a man who saved you, but God Himself. Amen. God was the one that took us out of the bowels of the gutter and cleaned us up so we wear bright yellow shirts instead of dirty old jean shirts full of puke. (laughs) He cleaned your life up. Amen? Amen. And even if you don't have a decent haircut, you still look good to God. (laughs) <laughs> amen <laughs> and so listen <laughs> created in who in Christ Jesus for what for what for work? Emily can you read I don't hear you child you're created for what good works That means your life is not bad anymore. God created you to do wonderful things for him and his son, Jesus. And I'm not talking about the work of man. She's an excellent, matter of fact, she's a superb nurse that cares about her patients. But God said that's still not good enough, daughter. That's still not good enough. Even though you are saving human lives, it's not good enough the good works that I'm talking about is what's in you that, that new person that's now in you that now displays wonderful qualities on the outside that cause patience, goodness what's some of the works of the spirit love, peace joy oh boy y'all need to come to Bible study cause that's our next book the book of Galatians y'all need to learn about the fruit of the spirit amen of such there is no what no law oh lord help him we'll get him there Jesus alright last part which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Blake, before God created this world that we live in, God prepared you to do good works for Jesus. And the good work began in you, in your heart. When God said, that's my son. And Jesus said, oh yeah, that's my baby. And wrapped his arms around you. And Jesus took you and made you somebody in the presence of God. And he saying, God looks down at you. You're going, that's my baby. Look at him living for me. Miss Marie, a pistol. I told her, I said, Miss Marie, I wouldn't want to have known you before you got saved. (laughs) Cause I bet you was a mess. Cause she's something else now. You don't want to make that sister mad But she's a good work For Jesus And God Need people that's assertive That don't know the meaning of No, no, what, no, oh you better get out my way Devil Cause God told me to set This boy free And she went and did it But God also need People with compassionate hearts Amen Amen. Amen. People that genuinely care about other people in a loving way. Because a crazy soldier like me says, put them out there let's shoot them. God said, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Okay? You got to love them. For God so loved them. Okay, you got to love them. That's what you all do. Every last one of you in your own way. You love people. You're that good work. Okay. Created before the foundation of the world, Tamara. You were created for good works. Brandy. Okay. What's your name, young lady? Yeah, you. What's your name? Crystal. Oh, there's two of them in here. We're in trouble. Yeah. But you were created by the Lord God for good works. To serve him before God created this world, this little precious jewel right here, (laughs) created for wonderful works. And she's looking at me like, who's that daddy touching me? (laughs) So don't let, don't never ever underestimate who you are in Christ Jesus, because when Paul was faced with great odds, he said, oh boy, no, he knew exactly who lived in him. I can only imagine standing in the middle of Athens around all them demons. Can you imagine that? Like that brother did, Junior? I mean, he could sense it in his spirit because one of the gifts that Paul had, Paul had all the spiritual gifts, by the way. Y'all know that? So he was able to discern those, those spirits around him. I could imagine ooh. And, but you know what? He planted those feet. Same thing when he got to Ephesus. When all kind of trouble broke out, the Holy Ghost planted his feet. So we're not going anywhere. They are. Amen? Amen. So chapter 20, a move in Paul from city to city, but yet planted in Christ Jesus, refusing to be moved by the enemy. Refusing stand still being established by God so that the name of God and the name of Jesus would be exalted in Ephesus and you know what we will later see that church written again won't we in the book of Revelation chapter 3 starting out in chapter 2 when the Lord Jesus Christ put Ephesus on the first list of the seven churches and if you understand that particular part of that chapter this church Ephesus let me tell you something. They were a good church. They did a lot of wonderful things for the Lord Jesus Christ. But it has slipped a little bit. Okay, deacon? You do a good thing. You do a good thing. You do a good thing. But don't forget to love him. That's right. Because that's what Ephesus had did. They had worked so hard. They forgot to say, ooh, that stopped freeze, everybody. Wait, what, what are we doing? Jesus is in the house. And then you turn to him and say, Lord Jesus, we love you. They have forgot to do that. Amen? So we take the time today, Lord Jesus, we love you. Amen? Amen. He told them, go back to the first work. Loving me. Leave <laughs> a head bow. So Paul had to go, and he told them, oh, look at the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you go, girl. Jesus wants you to know, and you got to tell him, I love you, Lord. We love you. How did that song go? Come on.